Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. What is up, everybody? It is summertime. Welcome in to our summer interview series. KG, I am super excited for this entire summer. We've got about 11 episodes, which is crazy. That's all it is. But when you go one episode a week, uh, that'll get us right until late July, uh, where we will be at ACC kickoff. And again, throughout summer, interviewing big time guests that are going to be involved with the ACC, have something to do, or we will talk about ACC and KG speaking of July you have a uh, you have a pretty big event coming up that you will be attending around that time well Mac thank you for mentioning July first of all July is my birth month and my wedding anniversary so it's a big month for me personally and so thank you very much and of course uh, the birth of our nation but arguably more important than all of those days Mac is Clemson's ladies clinic which will be on July 16th if you're not a Clemson fan and you're listening I would look up the ladies clinic that your own team has and look into it. If you are a Clemson fan, you're going to want to stay tuned because we have two VIP, very important people, two VIP tickets to give away for Dabo and Kathleen Sweeney's Ladies Clinic on July 16th. And Little John, it's basically football 101 for women and it raises awareness and money for breast cancer research in the state of South Carolina and to go fund the mobile mammography units. I am going for the first time ever this year. I am very excited and I think it's just going to be a blast. So we are posting that today. This episode's coming out Monday, posting that today and you'll see how to interact. You retweet, you like, and you tag who you're bringing with you because there are two tickets and we will, we will pick the winners on Thursday. So two VIP tickets to the ladies clinic. That's nearly a $500 value. So you're going to want to enter, go to our Twitters at Kelly Graham, like at Eric McLean and enter to win these VIP tickets. Come on. You're going to have so much fun at that KG. I remember my time, you know, being at Clemson football and always helping with that event. It's something obviously near and dear to my heart with my mom, uh, having breast cancer, being in remission and, and all those things. So it's going to do a lot of good guys. Check it out. If you're interested, even if you're not a Clemson fan per se, but you're in the Clemson area or yeah. want to be in the Clemson area. It is such, such a cool thing. Uh, KG, you're going to have a ton of fun. Uh, and with that, uh, our guest today, Kathleen Sweeney, the first lady of Clemson football, wife to two-time national championship head coach Dabo Sweeney, grew up in little old Pelham, Alabama, where she met Dabo as a kid. She graduated from the University of Alabama but has been in the Clemson program since 2003. Kathleen is a breast cancer survivor herself and started the Dabo and Kathleen All-In Team Foundation in 2009. The Sweeney's All-In Foundation has raised and given $7.8 million to people and organizations around South Carolina since 2010. That's incredible. They focus on breast cancer research and technology and help fund organizations like the Family Effect, the Call Me Mr. program, Clemson Life, which Mac just spoke at their graduation, and many others through the grant programs. One of their biggest events every year is the Dabo Sweeney Ladies Clinic, which, as we said, will be held on July 16th in Little John Coliseum. Make sure you enter to win for those two VIP tickets on our Twitter pages. Y'all are going to love this interview. We had so much fun. We're going to hear the other side of the story. Let's talk to Kathleen Sweeney. Miss Kathleen, we are so honored to have you on the podcast. And we could just talk to you forever, as we kind of were doing before we started recording. But, you know, it's time to get serious. Um, not too serious, though. So, Mac and I were talking about when we were wanting to have you on, and we were thinking, we know Dabo's story from Dabo's eyes, but we don't really know it through Miss Kathleen's eyes. And we know, of course, as, as Mac would, would uh, reiterate, the wife's perspective is always the most important. So let's just start <laughs> with young Miss Kathleen in Alabama growing up. What were you like growing up, and, and when did you meet Dabo? I know you guys met when you were super young, but take us back to that. Oh, we did. We did. We were, um, um, let's see, I was in first grade and he was in second. And of course you just, you know, in a small town, you know, all the, you know, you know, the cute older second grade boys, of course, <laughs> but, um, no, so we, you know, we all knew each other in high school. I mean, in, in elementary school. And then, um, 
Um, Dabo likes to say, so back in our day, it was a really big deal to be a safety patrol. I, I don't know how that is now, but being elected to safety patrol was huge. <laughs> when you're in fourth grade, you, um, you have to be nominated by a fifth grader, you know, to get safety patrol at our school. So Dabo, and so Dabo was a fifth grade safety patrol. And of course, everyone, you know, in fourth grade, the rising fifth graders wanted to be safety patrols. So he still claims to this day, I feel like I got elected safety patrol on my own. <laughs> but he says it was all because of him that I, you know, became safety patrol. So, you know, it kind of started with that and just a little friendship. And then, uh, and then as we moved on to middle school, we were both, I was a sixth grade um, student council representative and he was a seventh grade and they had a little Christmas dance. Uh, it was a big deal to get asked to go to the Christmas dance. So Dabo asked me to go to our little lead out and um, kind of the rest is history. You know, he, uh, you know, and then he asked me to go with him, whatever that means at 11 years old, <laughs> 11 but, years old. That yeah, is I mean, incredible. I mean, we didn't do any, you know, we didn't go anywhere. It was just like, that's supposed to kind of be your girlfriend, you know? Right. Right. Well, what so, is, what does dating mean at 11 years? Yeah. Old? You're just exactly. best friends probably. <laughs> yes. I couldn't date. I just would wait, you know, to see him as we're walking down to lunch or something. You know, y'all hold hands, Kathleen, y'all hold hands at um, 11. You know what? Um, you don't have to disclose. I don't think we did. I know Good. he did say he was hoping for a kiss after the dance, and I did not give him a little smooch, so he was very disappointed. I was like, that's not the type of girl I am. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so I just hugged him goodnight, you know, and thank you for the flowers. But anyway, so it kind of just, I mean, we were just, you know, great friends, and it just kind of evolved then as we went into high school and and so not much excitement there, but he did he did claim that he is the reason I became fifth grade safety patrol. <laughs> wow. How about that? So Kath, did did you go to Alabama with coach? Like what was what was kind of that process like with you know him walking on and, and, and just all that stuff with him playing for Alabama? Oh, Eric, you know, okay, so so you know, just like when you live here, when you're in, in Birmingham or anywhere in Alabama, you've got to kind of choose a team. So it's either Alabama or Auburn. And so so I had always planned to go to Alabama. He says I followed him there, of course. You know, he's like, she followed me to Alabama. And I was like, I was going anyway. That's right. <laughs> of course. So, no, so he went, um, you know, and then I was still a senior in high school. And, um, you know, that first year, I think he's talked about, he was not, um, he, it was the first time in his life he had not played a sport. And that was really hard. And so that spring, he and I went to the, you know, the spring game together, the A-Day game. Um, in Tuscaloosa, and he was sitting in the stands, and he was miserable, as you can understand. I mean, it's just part, as y'all can both understand, being athletes. And um, he was just like, I could walk on. I could do that. You know, so then again, of course, that summer he walked on, and then I came as a freshman, and, you know, he was one of the few to make the team, and y'all have heard that story. So I was so proud of him. But for that little brief moment when he wasn't in it and we were at that spring game, um, he was, yeah, he was just miserable in the stands because he wanted to be a part of it <laughs> naturally. Right. I, I get it. I get, it. I couldn't imagine it, it's tough, you know, now kind of the farther you get removed, the easier it is, but certainly those first couple of years you're done. It's like, man, I got to get back out there. I need to get back out there. Um, I know it's hard. It is, it is hard because you've been part of a, of a community and a, you know, a group of brothers yeah. or sisters, you know, whatever sport you're playing. And it's, it's a big deal. It's right. hard. Right. So, so, okay. Let's talk about the transition after playing. Did, did y'all get married quickly after that? When, when did y'all get married? And then getting into coaching, were you like, oh my goodness, th this is going to be crazy. Or was it just so much a part of your life already that it just, what else would he do? That, that's the next thing. Yeah, it, it, it's totally, it was Totally, like, I feel like I've never known any different. We got married at 23 after we both graduated, and then we were both in grad school. Got married at 23, and as y'all know, Coach Stallings asked him to stay on as a GA, and and um, then eventually, and then afterwards hired him um, as a full-time coach. So really at 23, um, I was teaching school and in grad school. He was in grad school in a GA, and, you know, making like $400 a month. And, <laughs> and <clears throat> so I was the big breadwinner with on yes. know, teaching <laughs> elementary school. And um, so anyway, really, that's all 
That's all we've ever known. That was all so coach. It was kind of normal. And I remember like, so, and you, you know, this Eric, so as a GA and back then there was only an offensive GA and a defensive right. GA. That was it. Right. There was not right. as many um, support <laughs> staff as there are today. And so Dabo, you know, he was responsible for the whole scout team. Those were kind of his guys. So there were like 30. So, you know, I mean, I'm 23 and he's like coming home and he's like, hey, babe, we got to, you know, on Thursdays, and, and you know this now, Eric, he's like on Thursdays, Coach McCorvey, his wife, you know, she either bakes cakes or Coach McCorvey goes to the cookie company in the university mall and brings all the receivers cookies, you know, and he's like, so we have to do something for, for my scout team every Thursday. And I'm like, oh, okay. And, but then I'm thinking, okay, well, we cannot afford was, the cookie I, I was going to say, did you say, honey, we don't oh, make no. as much as Woody McCorvey makes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Woody, you know, had been his coach, his mentor, and he's like, and now Dabo's, you know, a young coach at 24 or 25, and he's like, okay, on Thursdays, the wives, you know, and if, if Miss Ann can't make the cake, then – Woody goes to the cookie company, you know, and I'm like, that's probably $70. There is no way we could afford that. You know, back then it was like, you know, it was probably 270 now. But anyway, so thus the baking on Thursdays has never stopped. So I mean, at 23, I started like doing brownies, Rice Krispie treats, whatever, you know, for a whole group of 30 guys. And as you know, you know, when you were up there, that's kind of when people would bring in goodies. You know, I know Coach Scott and them were a little stricter with, you know, the O-linemen, I think. <laughs> Let me just tell y'all something. The The best day of my college career was every Thursday when Miss Kathleen would bring in the sweets. And there was always, like, there was something different. And you had, you had, you had a, the senior group that got a little bit of extra that I was fortunate enough to be on for, like, three or four years. And so I, I was the recipient of that. I like to credit her for my evolution from tight end to offensive line by bringing in all those goodies. <laughs> ah, I see. I see. No. Well, it was hard because so just being young at doing that and us being in coaching, which is all a side note, but then so that's always what, what we did. And then I remember when the transition happened and I had, you know, had the receivers in, in 08 and, um, and then – you know, Coach Scott took over that, and Sarah called me. She's like, well, I'll make, you know, the goodies for the receivers this week. And I'm like, what? You know, but they're my boys. You know, I was kind of sad. So then I started. I thought, well, I have to continue to do this because it's been since 23. So anyway, so that's when Mondays I was like, well, I'm going to do for the seniors that's right. every Monday. That's right. I love it. Well, okay, we're going to get to that transition from assistant coach to head coach. But before that, we know there was a while where Dabo was out of coaching. He was working in real estate. What was that like for you? I mean, did you think that you guys would eventually end up back in college football? Of course, when Tommy Bowden called and, and you guys moved to Clemson. But did you assume you, you guys would get back into it? Or did you think, okay, our, our college football days are done? Um, that Dabo, during that about 18-month period, I mean, he was – he was, he's always puts his all, as y'all know, into anything that he does. And he was, you know, very successful at this as well. But there was just something missing. And he was, you know, he had a longing to be back coaching. And he would always say, you know, I have so much knowledge and, and, and passion. And I just, I feel like I'm supposed to be coaching. So we really, you know, prayed about it. And we knew if God wanted him to be back in coaching, that that opportunity would come along. But it is hard when you start somewhere you know, like in Alabama, because, I mean, it's close to home. It's, you know, he really didn't want to leave to go out to, you know, somewhere really far out in Idaho or something. I mean, it's, they're all great. I'm just saying he, we. No, he come really, on. Nobody he, wants know, to we, go to Idaho. We can be honest. We can be the honest. Headline. Kathleen Sweeney hates <laughs> Idaho. Oh, I know, man. I know. But so just being, you know, kind of in the Southeast and still near our family and, and, you know, he knew we didn't want to, we didn't want to go, you know, really far away. But anyway, um, so we kind of felt like it. Of course, there were days you thought, well, maybe it's not meant to happen as he got further out. But then still, I think in the back of both of our minds, we're like, okay, we feel like, you know, God will open that door one day. And sure enough, you know, Coach Bowden called and, and um, you know, the rest is history. So, so although it was um, 
uh, a different time. It was only, you know, about a year and a half, so it wasn't that long. And um, yes, we did both feel like we probably would, you know, he would. Well, get that's that's day. great to hear, obviously, because it, it worked out okay. Um, but what what was that time <laughs> like? I mean, because as as a lot of people probably know, maybe they don't. Um, this thing is three sixty five college coaching, and especially being a head coach. What was that eighteen months like? Where I mean, you're with each other all the time. It, it, it's probably great time that you never can kind of experience like that again. But was it was it weird? Was it like an identity crisis for for both of y'all? Because again, you kind of you know having your scout team or your receivers, and then it's just you know it's not. Yes, it was. Um, it was. It was. It was a weird time. Although Will and Drew were both really small, so you know, as you will soon find out, that 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 little baby is going to keep you so busy. And so, um, you know, we had a we had some time with that. But you know, Coach, he cannot um, sit still. So. Even in in that time, he joined softball leagues, basketball leagues. I mean, he was doing anything and everything, whether it was through the church, through through work, through the local rec league. I mean, he was like, "Bring the boys to come see me play basketball." I mean, you know, you know, you know, Dab. I mean, it was <laughs> we were not slowing down. So he definitely kept kept himself busy. So it it wasn't the three sixty five of football, but yet we still had so much going on because you know we didn't he didn't stop. That does not shock either of us. Um, That is not a surprise. So let's talk about you guys get out to Clemson and you are an assistant. Dabo's an assistant. You're an assistant coach's wife. You guys are, you're baking your cookies. You've got your wide receivers. You're good to go. And then boom, Dabo's named interim head coach in 2008. We know what changed for Dabo. What changed for you, Miss Kathleen, when all that happened? Well, I really, I think mostly just, you know, as as a wife trying to support your husband and everything he does, it was, it was, we look back, I'm like, how did we get through that time? Cause it was, it was crazy. And just the amount of work and pressure on Dabo, which he really handles it so well. But I mean, I mean, there was just really very little sleep. And, and as you know, Eric, I mean, just trying to start a program and then do it the way that Dabo, you know, would like it done and to be, um, you know, all about family and just do everything the right way and and um, just take no shortcuts. So it was, I mean, it was a great time, but really we looked back and we're back and we're like, oh, eight was just a blur. I mean, in oh, eight into oh, nine, just that whole first year, because, you know, you have to be the CEO. I mean, you have to do, and of course he was missing coaching his receivers, you know, and he thought, oh, I'll still kind of have time to check out how they're doing or, but, oh no, there's, I mean, everybody wants you. Everybody needs you. You're asked to do a million things. And it was, I mean, it was, I really do marvel at, at how, um, what a great job he did. I mean, of course, you know, nothing's perfect, but he just, it was just such a crazy time. And, and, but again, like, like he says, he's always kind of been preparing and thinking about if I was a head coach one day, I'd want to hire this person. I'd want to do this. I'd want to implement that. So, but to actually do it and, you know, the boys were little and they had all their sports. And so it was a crazy time in our house. I mean, all good, but, um, just like a lot of work and very little (laughs) sleep, but excitement at the same time. I mean, this, of course, this is a dream come true. But I just, I mean, God really equipped him and he, I'm really, really proud of him because I think sometimes he makes it look easy, but it is really difficult, you know, running a football program, you know, especially at a top tier and doing things the right way. I mean, it's, it is, it really is 365. And so, but again, again, it was, it was wonderful, but it was, it was a lot, a lot of work, especially that first year. No, no question. I I think what you mentioned there, the the fact that you guys have been so successful and, and uh, of course on the field success, but developing men, developing great, you know, fathers and, and just folks in the society. And with that comes a lot of scrutiny. And with that comes people wanting to pick and say, well, how are you doing this? You know, how, how could it possibly happen? And, and every little thing, you know, that he says gets magnified times a million. So how has that been for you personally? And, and then for just, I guess, helping coach and being that rock that I know you are for him, when it's literally, Kath, any little thing that he has says, it's just scrutinized to the max. 
I know. I mean, okay, so I've told a lot of the other assistant coaches this way back. I was like, do not read the papers or or get into any of that. You know, and I know social media, I feel like, you know, Dab and I are a little older, but it is so much a part of especially the younger culture now and, and has been for a while. So I really live in kind of a, you know, blissful, ignorant world because I don't know what half the people are saying, you know, because I know, and like you being part of the program, you know what it, what the truth is and people will just make stuff up and it's just, it will blow your mind. So really, we honestly don't, we really don't listen to a lot of it. And I mean, of course, you know, you will hear things sometimes, but, um, but overall, I think even not to fast forward, but this year we would have people texting us and saying they were praying for us or how we were doing. And Dabo came home and I was like, is something going on? What, what's wrong? I mean, we always appreciate the prayers, but truly, it was almost everywhere I went or at the grocery store. I'm like, what's going on? He goes, oh, babe, it's because we're 10 and 3. I was like, what? Let, let, me, let me just say something about that. So Coach Rick was telling us a story. Uh, it, it was like in the middle of this year, and, and we weren't, I don't think we were talking about Clemson, but we were just, it might have been Florida State, actually, because I think they started like 0 and 4, 1 and 5, something crazy. And he said that the worst part about it was when they would go to church or he would get a text from somebody when they were back then, you know, coaching at Georgia or Miami or Florida State. And, oh, coach, we're praying for you. <laughs> it's just like, oh, thanks. Thank you so much. And, and again, do not get me wrong. We so appreciate it. But <laughs> I said, but I was truly clueless. I mean, I knew we were, you know, I mean, heaven, you know, heaven forbid if you lose a game. But I was like, what? He goes, oh, Kath, people think we have just hit rock bottom. Oh, you just don't even want to know. I'm like, are you serious? I mean, but you see how hard the coaches work and you're up there eating with the guys and they're all happy and they know the culture and they're not worried. I mean, again, no one wants to lose, but it is part of life, you know, and it doesn't mean it's the end of the world, but, but it was just, he goes, Oh yeah. If you turn on the radio, Oh, people are bashing me. People are, I'm like, are you serious? But you've done so much for Clemson. What on earth? You know? So in a way it's kind of nice. And I think as a coach's wife, you have to just be, you know who your husband is, you know, your team, your, your guys and the culture and everyone's so happy. And, and, and it's, it's just, you cannot get caught up in all that because, and sometimes when you do turn on the radio, you'll hear something and you're like, oh my gosh, that is so not true. Whatever. (laughs) Maybe it's about a player or something. You're like, that is not true. So you, you really cannot get caught up in all that. I mean, you just can't. And I think that's how you handle it the best. And and like I said, you know, you're around the guys and you're hugging on them. You're like, they're happy. They're good. They're, they're sweet guys. They're enjoying their teammates. They're going to class. You know, you just, you know what it's truly all about. And some of the fans who, who are, can be awesome, but some people can be really mean. No, no question. No question. (laughs) Don't be mean. (laughs) I love it. I'm going to keep it. I'm just going to stop at that, right. but you have to think about that these are, you know, someone's child out right. there, and they're all doing the very best they uh, can. Absolutely. Before we get kind of off the field stuff, I, I wanted to ask you this, because as we're kind of talking about this, and I'm thinking of timeline and things that change and all this, what what have you noticed or, or can tell about Coach? Because obviously you have a much different perspective than everybody else in the world. What has, I guess, changed about him as he has had more responsibilities, been very, very successful? If there's maybe one or two things where, I don't know, is is it does he wear a nicer watch, which I know the answer is no. Um, is there anything <laughs> like that where you've just kind of seen, okay, you know, this is a little different than when we were in Pelham, Alabama? <laughs> That's so, yes. He will have that Iron it's Man the same watch. Forever. It's the same watch. I know. I know. <laughs> And I, I don't know if he's told y'all the story, but we, um, the Knights, uh, Phil Knight and his wife invite coaches on this Nike trip every year. There's like 20 coaches and their wives. It's very, very, and for those that don't know, you know, he's the founder of Nike and just, just, they're just such an amazing couple. But um, anyway, so we have a, they do a bingo night for the coaches every year. So one year, I mean, and this is like upscale bingo. So one year um, we're playing like on the Nike coaches trip. And, and so 
Dabo wins bingo and he wins. They just give you a prize. He wins a Rolex watch. <laughs> wow, that is upscale bingo, Miss Kathleen. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> when the head of Nike invites y'all on, you know, because the other coaches, it was one of our first years. They're like, no, 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 you don't understand. This bingo is like, like cutthroat. I mean, you got all the code anyway. But so we're laughing because Dabo's like, I would get fired at Clemson for wearing a Rolex watch. That's just not. <laughs> But it's so dap. He would not wear. He's not back to his root. Like he, that's just not him. So it's put up, you know, in the safe somewhere. But I don't know what's ever gonna, you know, come of it. And um, but he truly, yes, he has not changed. I mean, honestly, he really has not changed. I'd love to have some fun thing to say, but I mean, we. I mean, no. It was a no, trick question. I knew what the answer was. It was a trick question. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know people see our house or drive by it, and and that was a whole nother thing. And and sometimes I'm, you know, I'm embarrassed because it it's larger and it just doesn't seem right. But again, we just have just always thought, okay, we are building this for Clemson. We are working for Clemson. We are hosting, and on any given night, there may be you know 175 people over here for recruiting, or players coming over, or I mean, whatever the case. And so now that recruiting's you know, going so much more pretty much all the time. And we purposely built something close to campus. So we're within, you know, where a crow flies or, or whatever the saying goes. So uh, coaches can bring, bring recruits over all the time, y'all. I mean, it's, it's, but now I've gotten a lot more laid back. I mean, it may be, you know, one young man we were recruiting from California a couple of years ago. And I mean, it's midnight and he just got in and Dabo's like, Hey, babe, uh, Brent's bringing such and such over. And I was like, he's like, come on. And I was like, okay, well, I put on my bathrobe and went out there and got out with his grandmother. <laughs> and well, I always thought that was a good thing, but you know, he didn't end up coming here. So maybe that was a turn off. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, I don't it think was, it was you, Miss Kathy. I don't think it was you. You want people to feel at home here. <laughs> but so I'm just saying, you know, and Dabo probably out on his workout shorts. I mean, we, you truly just want to be who you are. And it's not like you're like, oh, I got to, you know, get on makeup. And this is, you know, you want people to feel welcome. But when they show up at midnight, literally, you're like, hey, come on in. You want some coffee? We'll sit here and talk. And so Dabo has not changed. He is um, truly, I, I really can't think of something. He's the same. Fun, silly, goofy, cares. You know, he's just—he's yeah. the same. And, and I can—I can directly—I can directly, I I can directly attest to that because we—we we, when I started, you know, I, I committed to Clemson and they were like six and seven losing record. Then the next year we go on to win the ACC, and now it's just been this catapult of success. And how quickly it happened—that's what everyone asked me in TV. Is—is is Dabo really what he what he seems like? Is—is is he really like? What he is in these interviews, I said, he's all that and better. He he he's just he's the guy. It's what he does. And and everything you see, it's just who he is. And I, I just have to give you credit. I have to give him credit, your boys, for just being the same people, no matter what the deal is, no matter how much money you're making, how much success you have. And I think that should be very encouraging to people. Well, Eric, you are so sweet, and I still remember, I believe it was Coach Brooks, I remember your official visit with your parents, and your dad was making us laugh, and we were hanging out, and and Coach Brooks brought you, you know, over to our house, and just, that was just one of the times, and I think maybe Will was doing card tricks for (laughs) you or something. We're reciting all the presidents backwards, all the 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 crazy stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it was, and I just, I remember that, and we really do love it, and and it makes me proud of Dabo because he really, I mean, I know sometimes he has to get, you know, on his players, and that's part of love, but he he truly, truly loves all of the guys, and that makes me so proud. I mean, it's, of course, every wife is going to say that, and hopefully all the coaches love their guys, but it just, it's just, it's it's special, and it, it makes me know that he's making a big difference in people's lives and in this world, so... It's really special. We, Miss Kathleen, we're releasing this episode around Mother's Day. And so we want to talk about motherhood. And you've mentioned your three sons, Will, Drew, and Clay. And they all either have played or, or will play for Dabo. So what has that been like, raising kids in this crazy college football world and schedule, but also watching them and going through uh, seeing them play for your husband? What has that been like? 
Oh, that's so sweet. He, it has been wonderful. I mean, really just a dream come true for both Davo and me, just to number one, I mean, really just the fact that we have three healthy sons. I mean, we're so blessed and, and, um, have a good spirit and just want to get out there and be good teammates and, and have fun, you know, being part of a, a team sport. So, so we're proud of them for that. And, you know, it's, they try to stay humble and good. It's not always easy. Sometimes there's some, you know, it's not always easy being the, um, the head coach's son. So that I'm sure, you know, but I'm proud of that, how they've really um, handled all that really well. And so, and Dabble and I are so grateful. I mean, of course they could go to school wherever, you know, grades are important to them, but you know, just that, how blessed are we that they just go 1.5 miles down the road. I mean, that as a mom and as a dad, I mean, I mean, Dabo maybe have, might have cried harder um, when we took Will to college than I did. And I'm like, you're going to see him every day. <laughs> Honestly. I mean, Pull we dropped together. <laughs> and we were both just, just crying. But, you know, your first child going to college and, and the same with Drew and I'm sure with Clay next month. But it just, um, um, it's been a really, really dream come true, even to just be here and raise your I mean, y'all know, y'all are Clemson grads. You love Clemson. I mean, this this is such a dream place to raise your kids. It is just, I mean, small town, but, you know, culture, sports, academics, anything you want, loving families. I mean, it has been, I mean, truly a dream come true. So we, we are just so grateful, so grateful. What about, tell us about maybe some of the struggles in the fact of, you know, managing, okay, Drew and Clay are playing Friday night. Will's traveling somewhere. How did you guys handle that with football season, knowing how important it is to the whole family? And were there trips where, okay, you had to go to to see the boys play on Friday night and coach had to, you know, go do his thing and, and Will, uh, you know, somewhere across the country? Yeah, okay. Well, the, the special thing about that, well, first of all, I mean, none of us couldn't have done it without all the – another wonderful thing about living in Clemson is – like all the other coaches' wives and their sons and children. I mean, we're all, I mean, such dear friends and we will pick each other's children up or, I mean, we're, we're all kind of in this together. And whereas if you were at a bigger school, I um, mean, you think about it, you might be one family may live on one side of town. One may live on the other side of town. You know, it's your, I mean, if you're in another um, college, but here in a town like Clemson, you're all right here together and, and our boys are playing. So it's just, that's really special. So all of us would help each other out. But then on the Friday night um, situation, and it's just so special, Dabo, he just made a commitment that he did not want um, himself or any of the coaches, whether it was Danny Pierman, Mickey Kahn, Brent Venables, Joey Batson, whomever, to just to name a few, for them to miss seeing their sons play college, I mean, high school football, because, I mean, you only get one of those. So um, Dabo would, uh, when when Daniel High was playing, he, whether it was Will, Drew, Clay, and then it always tied into, you know, uh, Jake Venables, too, or Trent Pierman, or just down the road, you know, uh, Ben Batson, however it worked out, all of our boys are around the same age. So Dabo would make sure that on Friday nights, himself and those coaches could go to those games. So he would maybe hold the team meeting earlier and then send the team off. And, you know, maybe Woody's in charge just as they're getting to the movie and all that. And then Dabo and the other coaches would stay for the game and then they would fly to Raleigh or fly to Atlanta or wherever we were playing, fly to Tallahassee. So that's what he did on Friday nights during the season. And, you know, he plans to, now all of ours are gone, but he plans to continue that. You know, he always tells the coaches, you need to go see your your son play. So that is really special. And I think, you know, his assistant coaches have really appreciated that because at a lot of schools, they're not going to do that. You know, and you're going to, as a coach, you're going to miss your sons playing on Friday nights. And so that, to me, um, that was extremely important to Dabo. So we were able to work that out. And so, you know, and again, that's just for what, maybe 10 Friday nights, you know, a year or whatever. But um, um, Or if they're on JV, that would be a Thursday night. So that worked out well. But he has done that, um, you know, for ever since Will's been in, you know, varsity football Friday night and done it for all the coaches. So 
I think they've all really appreciated no, that. I don't. So I don't think. Yeah, really- I don't think there's any question about that. And, and one thing you know that I kind of want to say about that is, you know, we you hear about family and, and how important that is, and the Clemson family, and 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 just the differences that you see at this university, particularly this football program, than other places. And you know, obviously, there's little things along the way, and and all the kids running around uh, the facility, the wives, and the the big family dinner that we do on Wednesday. But then when that happened which I believe was my junior year, senior year, and coach made that commitment. And he wasn't with – I mean, we're playing Florida State. It's a ranked team. It's Florida State, Friday night, and we have an early meeting. And we talk with him, and then he says, boys, you know, we're going to handle business, but I I have to go do this. I have to be a father. And that was the peak because we hadn't beat Florida State in a couple of years. That was the peak for me where everything that he preaches, everything that he says, all this – he actually lives it and he actually walks it and it's important. And so to, to, for us to see that as players, that commitment to his family first, I, I think is so much farther than anything that we could do on the football field. And that's what makes him special. That That's what makes him such, um, you know, a, a guy that you just want to play for. I know this isn't a, a Clemson podcast and, and some folks might be rolling their eyes listening to this, but it, it, it's important. And he makes sure that the important thing is always the main thing. And I just greatly appreciated that as a man more than anything else. Oh, thank you, Eric. And that is that is so true. That that means so much to me and will mean so much to him. He it was so important for him to model um, you know, being a good father and a good husband. Because a lot of, you know, not everyone comes with a two parent home or or they, they don't know. So he that's why he loves the wives being up there. So so the players can see, oh, you know, Coach Sweeney, Coach, you know, they they've got a they've got their oh, that's their wife, that's their children. You know, they're they're being a good father, a good husband. Because at the end of the day, you know, all that, whether some fans agree or or don't, you know, that's that's really his first job. I mean, if he's not teaching y'all, you know, how to being good role model, then the rest is not, doesn't mean as much. Well, this is a perfect segue into um, some exciting news that Mac is expecting a baby with, with Khaki. So I like to say as a podcast, we are um, expecting <laughs> a baby. Right. We're getting a new member. So we're very excited. So obviously Mac is a little ahead of me, but down the road, Miss Kathleen, I would love to hear your parenting advice. Do you have advice for Mac, for me down the road? Um, give us like, give us the tips, give us the secrets. Oh, first of all, I'm so excited for you and Khaki. This is just so exciting. And those, those, those little girls, they love their daddies. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, it's they true. Yep. Daddy. I can attest for me. Yep. So yes, yeah, so that is super exciting. I'm just, and of course, I don't, I don't have any daughters, but, but, but just children in general. Okay, I just, she is going to bring you more joy than you can ever imagine. I mean, it's really hard to even take that in. You know, it's like, it's like, oh, I mean, but once she is here, when that child is there, you're just like, I cannot. I mean, the joy that you bring me is just, just uh, the joy that my boys bring me is just unbelievable and and Dabo as well but i mean it's definitely not always easy but it it to me it is the best job the best thing in the world and you just want to um I, I think the main thing and, and i know y'all will is just i mean truly you know savor every moment and just and just have as they get older you just want to have fun together i mean Dabo and i feel really blessed because we feel like hopefully we've instilled a culture of i mean definitely discipline and hard work but I mean, the five of us, we we really have fun together and we try to appreciate each other and we, you know, do things together. And, and that's and just even as they're older, our boys seem to enjoy being with us for the most part. <laughs> and that's not always the case. So I just think all the memories you can build and just just really be purposeful and be intentional in her life, which she will be all of those things. You know, I think that just means so much as they get older because they're going to even when they're little, I remember when daddy did this with me or took me here or just involved you. I mean, I foresee her probably being That's on right. your show That's today. Right. <laughs> obviously. Toddling obviously. Your show, you know, just like Dabo, they're going to be on the sidelines, whatever. I mean, just involving your children as much as you can in your life. And then it's okay if, you know, you're gone traveling 
They don't feel like they've missed anything because you're always involving them. She may know you've got to go speak at something, but, you know, the next weekend she might that's be on right, the show that's with right. you, you know. Oh, she's that's joining. Oh, no doubt about it. She'll be in. Well, since we're, we're doing advice and, and we want to talk about the ladies clinic and, and the All In Foundation really quickly, but I want to ask you this because there are a lot of new faces in the ACC and there are a lot of, you know, ladies that, that are going to be coming the first lady of their respective university for the first time, one in particular, I'm sure a dear friend and Tamika Elliott, what kind of advice, what kind of things would you just like to share with them going into this new chapter, becoming you know, a, a head coach's wife? Oh my goodness. Yes. Tony and Tamika, we love them so much. And I mean, they, oh my goodness. I mean, we've been with them for so long. I mean, almost 20 years and, um, and, it didn't even dawn on, and yes, and Tamika's one of my dear friends, and I wasn't even thinking until Dabo said, oh yeah, Tony at the ACC, um, um, our meeting's coming up in May. I was like, oh, that's right, Tony and Tamika are going to be there. So as sad as we are, and I miss them, you know, for them to leave, because it's always bittersweet, we could not be more proud, and Tamika and I, you know, have, have talked many times, texted, and she's like... Kathleen, you know, oh my goodness, you know, she, you know, whether she's not saying she's overwhelmed, but like, can I please ask you about this? And I was like, oh yeah, I get it. You know, just a lot of people depend on you and she wants to, to, um, form her own, you know, group up there with the wives and show them appreciation. And, you know, she's kind of the, she's the leader in that way. And so like last week I got a, cute text from her. She sent me pictures of, she just threw a baby shower for one of her assistants. She's like, okay, I'm getting into this. Look at all of us, you know, and there were kids everywhere. And, and so, yes, they are both dear friends and just such amazing people. And uh, Virginia is just gonna, oh my goodness. She's already said how the players are just, of course they love Tony. They're just doing some fun, exciting things. And I mean, I'm just, I'm just thrilled for them. So she, um, yes, I've just really, you know, I'm just here all the time for any, any advice she may need. And she's, they've been with us so long. So she says, oh, you know how y'all did this? Okay, well, we're doing this now. Or, you know, you told me about this. So, you know, so hopefully, you know, I'm, I've helped her in some way. And I know Dabo has been, you know, a great mentor to Tony. So we're so proud of them. So, so excited. Well, one of those uh, first lady responsibilities is to put on events and event, an event that you guys do that is a huge part of Clemson football is the ladies clinic. One of the best events of the year. We're going to be giving away two VIP tickets on social media in a giveaway format. So we're very excited about that. But Kathleen, tell us about this year's Ladies Clinic. Maybe tell the people what it is, because some people might not realize what it is, and then what they can expect from this year's clinic, which is July 16th. Yes, well, we are so excited because it's going to be back in full force. Um, you know, the past, well, last year, because of COVID, we had to do, um, we had to, it was like a hybrid, so it was only half the people. And then the year before that, we weren't able to have one. But um, it will be on Saturday, July 16th at Little John. And I'm sorry, y'all. They're just excited. They're excited about the ladies' clinic. All good. They're excited. But um, the day is like, I would say, maybe we've called it Football 101. So it is a day filled with nothing truly but fun. I mean, it is ladies only. And um, you come and you meet our coaches, our players. Um, you learn offense. You learn defense. You learn about recruiting the weight room. I mean, we do all kinds of, you know, really, really fun things for the ladies and, and their husbands aren't allowed. A lot of them are texting their husbands and, you know, telling them, Oh, I just saw, you know, um, Miles Murphy do this play or whatever the case may be. I don't know. And so, so we have a lot of fun like that. We usually have fashion shows. Maybe some of our players will do dance offs. I mean, every year is a little different, but the main reason for it is when Dab and I started our foundation, we want, and Eric, I know your mom is a breast cancer survivor and, um, um, I carry the breast cancer gene. I lost my sister to breast cancer. I mean, there's just, there's just, it's just everywhere you turn. So we wanted to um, do this too, to help the community and help make a difference in help to find a cure for breast cancer. But one of our main projects was to, um, there are mobile mammography buses that y'all probably see out in the community. And St. Francis needed a new one. Theirs was 
I think over 20 years old and, and it, and this bus goes in the community and goes to like seven different counties throughout the upstate and gives women who do not have insurance, um, free mammograms. And, and if, if you have insurance, you can get on there as well and, and they'll take your card, but it goes to churches into, um, maybe some very rural areas and it will give ladies mammograms and they have detected, you know, many, I mean, many, many cases um, on this bus where a woman would not, I mean, women are busy, mammograms, you know, they cost money. And that's the last thing, you know, a single mom or a mom with, you know, three or four kids. I mean, you're just, that's not what you're going to take time to do is get your mammograms. So this bus literally comes to you and it is life changing and life saving. So all that to say is um, for the past few years, we have raised um, enough money to fund a new mobile mammography bus through the ladies clinic. And so this is over a million dollar bus that's out there in the community. And it was there last year at the ladies clinic. It'll be there again this year. And um, as a matter of fact, three years ago, one of our attendees found breast, their breast cancer on the bus at our clinic. And she even, you know, called me later and she said, um, and, she, and it's fine, it's fine for me to say this because she even spoke one year and she said that was the last thing on her mind and she, had she not been in the clinic, she would not have, you know, gone to get a mammogram. And so it's just really powerful. So we recognize the breast cancer survivors. So it's a lot of fun, but it's all for a great cause. And Kelly, I heard you're coming this year. Yes, I've been talking with Lexi. What? I'm very excited. I've never been, so oh, I'll have to give a full report. A I know time. I've never been. I'm very so much fun. You are going to have a, just a ball in there shopping, and we do lunch, and I mean it's just a really, really. The ladies run down the hill. They rub the rock. I mean, you know, it's just a super fun day. It, but but it's all all the money goes. So it, it made me very proud last year um, for them to pull up the big pink bus from St. Francis because, you know, Dabo and I were telling the ladies, like, this is where your money went. We single hand, we bought this bus. And so it was just, it just makes us really proud. Kath, I want to ask you one more thing and we're going to get you out of here. So grateful for your time. Um, just overall, the All In Foundation, you guys do an unbelievable job and it's so important for y'all to, you know, impact right here in the state of South Carolina. Now we just have the big All In ball record-setting night, unbelievable job. But why is it so important for you guys, you know, to be so impactful right here in your state? Oh, oh, um, we, um, we just feel like Dabo's been given this amazing opportunity. Um, and his job, he knows his, I mean, his job is to be the head coach at Clemson and coach football. But we just felt like, you know, with that job does come a platform and, there's just so many people that need need help, and this is such an amazing state, but we felt like if by using his platform we could make a difference, then we just felt like, um, you know, God wanted us to to help others, and, and that means so much to us, and it's a great example to our players, um, and just, just to whom much is given, much is expected, and to give back and help others, and um, we just... I mean, through the past 12 years, we have met so many people, y'all, and just, just we, we have a grant luncheon every year, and just the people in this state, um, different, you know, mom and pop charities, just small things, but people who are trying to make a dis difference um, it throughout the state, I mean, it will make you cry. There are so many awesome people out there, and so for us to be able to, you know, we have this all on ball, and it, it's our major form of, re or number one form of revenue. And we are able to give money to so many people. And, and then these people can go help others because we can, you know, only do so much, but it, it has made, I mean, we've been able to help build homes for people and, you know, give people food and clothing and help with different addictions, help with, um, you know, new technology, help, help buy wheelchairs. I mean, whatever the case might be, the list could go on and on, but it's all because of generous donors and, and people trying to help our foundation. And it, it, it really, it really means a lot to us. Kathleen, this meant a lot to us that you would take this much time to hang out with us and chat. So we appreciate it. We're going to give all the people, the ladies clinic information um, throughout this episode and online and social and all that. But Thank you so much, and we hope to see you soon. Y'all are so welcome. I just love you guys. 
love Kathleen Sweeney. I mean, we are just such huge fans of her. She has been so nice to both of us. Mac, of course, when he was a player, and then me when I was a player, but also doing media stuff. She's just a gem of a human. And she had so many great stories in there. I loved her parenting advice, mainly for Mac. But (laughs) the other story I loved was the high-stakes bingo with Phil Knight (laughs) and that Dabo won a Rolex. But he, like Dabo, he wears the same wash that he's always worn. I can't even imagine Dabo wearing a Rolex, but I love that he won the Rolex playing high stakes bingo with the founder of Nike. That is a mad lib right there. If there was anybody that did not need to win the Rolex, it was Coach Dabo Sweeney. And not from a money perspective (laughs) or or a 41 perspective, from the fact that he will never, ever wear it. He's going to wear his Walmart brand Timex. He's never going to change. I think that he actually just had one die. Uh, that he's had like 15, 20 years, and he had to replace it. I know that was a big event for him having to uh, switch that out. So Coach Dabo Sweeney, we need to get him a Timex uh, sponsorship. I'll work on that and present it to his team of advisors there. But I I just love the whole thing from Kathleen's perspective. You know, obviously, have heard Coach a million different times talk about his story and and coming up, and and even with Kathleen and, and hearing, you know, kind of his point of view, but to hear her point of view from all these different events was a lot of fun uh, way back in the day from safety patrol and how that was, how they kind of got started to safety being patrol. Friends. safety <laughs> patrol and uh, you know, all the way up to now and, and the great success that they have had and the awesome things that they are doing right here locally in their community, especially in South Carolina, um, you know, specifically was really, really cool. So it, it's awesome to hear them so thankful for her time and, and to be able to uh, sit down and, and talk to a couple of uh, graduates and, and just go through go through the, the basics of what it's like to be a, a, a coach's wife in the ACC. It was a lot of fun. We love her. She is truly one of the best. And make sure you enter our contest on Twitter for those VIP Ladies Clinic tickets. And I'm just going to say this, Mac, before you take us out. There's some big news coming. There's some big news coming. Stay tuned. That's right, KG. Can't wait to announce it to all you guys. Uh, there, there's some that have ideas that I don't know how they figured some of our news out. There, there's One some, person specifically. Yeah, there, there's some special folks out there. But guys, that's it. Thank you for listening. Another great episode of Gramlick and Mac Lane. If you haven't already, go over to iTunes, drop us a little rating, review the podcast. It's always fun to hear from you guys. But until next time, we'll see you. Thank you.